0: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about bad dating advice. Now, when it comes to dating, I do believe there's no such thing as a precise one-size-fits-all policy, not only because everyone's personalities and those of their partners or potential partners are different, but also because not everybody is looking for the same things from dating. For instance, the dating advice that I found useful when I was single and looking for a more traditional partner who wants to get married and have a family, all that stuff, is not necessarily what's going to be useful for someone looking for a maybe more progressive relationship. Not to mention, just culturally, dating norms can vary a ton. Like when the right time is to introduce your parents to your boyfriend or girlfriend is something that different cultures are not at all on the same page about. And you know what? That's fine. Those complexities in dating are just part of what can make trying to find a significant other so ulcer-inducingly complicated sometimes. However, with that being said, I think it is safe to say that there's some dating advice out there, particularly online, let's face it, that is just so bad, so terrible, that no matter who you are or what you're looking for, you should just never ever based on common human decency if nothing else treat another person like that much less someone with whom you hope to have a relationship so it is this awful dating advice that we will be focusing on today and before we go any further i first have a quick message from our awesome sponsor l l that's the letter l is a period and personal care company that is focused on giving you organic period care products without the organic prices l makes tampons pads and liners with organic cotton because they believe a natural product just makes sense for a natural process, so they don't use pesticides, chlorine, fragrances, or dyes either. They're making their award-winning organic period care products easily accessible to you and to women around the world who need them. Because for every L product you purchase, one is made accessible to a woman or girl who needs it. You'll find L by going to your local Target. It's the best-looking packaging on the shelf. Look for a clear canister with a gold lid or white bags with a large gold circle on the front. Or get your L organic tampons pads and liners right now by going to thisisl.com/lauren that's thisisl.com/lauren they also have a subscription service so remembering to run out and get tampons or pads is just one less thing you have to worry about again the words this is and the letter l.com/lauren Now, when I was first planning this episode, I originally was going to include a discussion about all those posts that you see online, which talk about how you should never date a Trump supporter and other cringy stuff like that, dealing with politics and dating. But it turns out there's just so much awful non-political bad dating advice out there that we actually won't have time to get into the conservative liberal stuff today. But if you would like another video about how to deal with political and maybe even religious differences in dating, then definitely let me know. But for now, let's take a look into our slash female dating strategy. Now, this is a group dedicated to dating advice for women that seems to have advice so bad, so comically unbelievably bad that at first... I wasn't sure if it was a parody group and actually, to be honest, I'm still not quite sure. In fact, I think I'd be mostly relieved if I found out it was a spoof and that there weren't actually psychopaths who thought these things unironically out there because if not, that's just so much crazy. But enough of what I think about these people. Let's hear what they have to say for themselves. Our slash female dating strategy says that, quote, it is the only dating subreddit exclusively for women. We focus on effective dating strategies for women who know what they want and want to take control of their dating lives. We also focus on strategies to maintain a healthy relationship that benefits you. In and of itself, that doesn't sound too bad. I guess maybe the focus on a healthy relationship benefiting you sounds a bit self-centered, but I mean, yeah, yeah, healthy relationships should benefit you. I mean, they should benefit both partners, really, but maybe I'm just overthinking things, right? Eh, well, when you look at the group's rules, there are some definite, I, I don't want to say red flags because that seems like too gentle of a term, so I'll just say DEFCON 10 warning signs. In the group's rules, it's written that there is, quote, no excessive male sympathizing. This sub is about optimizing the female dating experience. We don't want to hear both sides because that tends to end up in only favoring the male perspective. There are plenty of subs where you can share the male perspective, but this isn't it. Here, we put women first. And it's also explained that, quote, All advice should focus on maximum female benefit. All comments and posts should be focused on how the woman can derive maximum benefit for herself and herself only. Mutual benefit should be a byproduct, not a goal. So we're going to go through some more specifics in a second, but one of the things that i found is a staple of bad dating advice, whether it's for men or women, is forgetting that your partner or potential partner is a, a person. As well, like a whole other person with feelings and wants and needs that are every bit as real and important as yours. I think it's maybe a combination of narcissism and, I don't know, not understanding, I guess, what relationships are supposed to be about. Because if all of your dating advice or strategy focuses on how to get the most of what you want from other people, with no consideration whatsoever for what you're bringing to the table or how you're affecting the other person's life, then I'm sorry, but you don't deserve a good boyfriend or girlfriend because Odds are, you're not gonna treat them right. There are two people who matter in a relationship, not just one, and a boyfriend or girlfriend is not just someone who's meant to serve you and cater to your every whim with no consideration of how they're feeling, and you thinking that that is the case is maybe why you're still single. In any case, this group also has a, I don't know what to call it, manifesto, I guess, of dating do's and don'ts, and it is exactly as toxic as you would imagine. These women really do seem like they're so. So insufferable that no decent, well-adjusted guy would ever think about dating them. So instead, they like to say that all men are just toxic or there are no good guys out there as the reason why they're single instead of maybe for a second considering that it's, it's, it's them. They're the reasons why they're still single, but it is written that, quote, female dating strategists believe that the man should pay for the dates and should be responsible for significantly more than half of the expenses in the relationship. I know that who pays on dates is a really touchy, even controversial subject nowadays, but personally, since I only really dated more conservative, traditional guys when I was single, they had all pretty much at least offered to pay for our dates, and this is especially true for my fiancé, Liam. I don't see a problem with the guy paying, the girl paying, people splitting dates. I think any and all of the above, or a combination, whatever, depending on the situation can be fine, but an attitude that I hate from women like this is that the guy always has to pay for a date. No exceptions. If a guy does pay for your meal or movie ticket or whatever it is, that is a courtesy that should be appreciated as the act of generosity that it is. It is not an obligation. Spending money on someone is a really nice thing to do, but a guy should not be obliged to spend money on you just to spend time with you. And what these girls need to realize is that in the more traditional relationships where it is a given that a man pays for all the dates, that doesn't mean that the women are just like, free to do whatever they want and be taken care of? You want him to pay for the dates? Are you prepared to cook and clean for him? Take care of him? Stay home and look after the kids? Or do you only want the obligations to run one way? toward you. Any girl who says that she refuses to date a man unless he pays for all her stuff, to me at least, seems like she's more concerned with seeing how much money a guy has, or how willing a guy is to spend his money just to get to know her, and I'm probably going to use this term a lot in this episode, but that's a pretty big red flag. And similarly, an attitude that I also hate from guys is the idea that you should never, under any circumstances, pay for a date. I get that guys are weary of gold diggers and girls just using them for free dinner and or drinks now, which I think is smart, but I don't think it's a nice quality to say you'd never pay for your friend's dinner, for instance, and I view dates the same way. And by the way, I also think it's wrong for a girl to say she'd never pay for a guy's dinner too. If you like someone and you're able to, buying their meal is one of the many ways you can show appreciation for them, and I think ruling it out because you're afraid to be taken an advantage of is just Like, I get the caution, but I don't think being that jaded and suspicious right off the bat is healthy or an attractive vibe to be putting out there, especially on later dates. I feel like if a guy did that to me, I'd be wondering why he doesn't trust me. And before we go any further, I want to tell you about an awesome new movie that I think you're gonna love. Almost daily, we hear stories of terrifying assaults on free speech in America. These people are so unglued, they accuse conservatives, Christians, those of Jewish faith, of being Nazis simply because they disagree with leftist doctrine. Instead of engaging in an exchange of ideas, they seek to silence anyone they disagree with through obstruction, threats, and even violence, even their own campus newspapers. In No Safe Spaces, radio talk show host Dennis Prager and podcast king Adam Carolla exposed the attack on free speech and free thought. It began in the universities and now it is infecting our workplace environment, social media, and if left unchecked, your home might be next. The film also features Ben Shapiro, Ann Coulter, Jordan Peterson, and others as they fight back against the assault on our freedoms. No Safe Spaces opens on hundreds of screens across America this weekend, and this is a chance for you to let your voice be heard on freedom of speech. Go to nosafespaces.com and click the theater button to find a theater near you. The Founding Fathers put freedom of speech first for a reason. Without it, none of our other rights are possible. That's nosafespaces.com, nosafespaces, Dot com next the female dating manifesto states that female dating strategists do not support being upfront about a woman's sexual past slash sexual history no matter how many men you've effed in the past, your answer whenever a new guy asks should range from three to five. And we would point out that a guy even petty enough to ask in the first place is a red flag on its own. If talking about who pays for dinner is controversial, then asking a woman about the number of previous partners she's had is like dropping an atomic bomb. I may just be a simple country commentator, but uh, if and you ask me, no dating advice should ever be oh. Just lie or hide this from your partner, like that's, that's not good. And I feel like I shouldn't need to explain why. And maybe some of you are going to disagree with me on this, but no, I don't think that your partner asking you how many partners you've had previously is a red flag. I feel like getting to know someone's dating history is part of getting to know them. And ladies, if you're dating someone who had slept with 80 different women before they'd met you, You can't tell me you wouldn't want to know about that, maybe at the very least have a conversation about how and why that happened? Because just so you know, it is actually proven that statistically, the higher the number of previous partners you've had, the more likely your marriage is to end in divorce. Plus, promiscuous behavior is also linked to a ton of other emotional and behavioral issues. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that if you've slept with the more than five guys these women have for some reason deemed to be the edge of the sweet spot, you will end up depressed and alone or anything. That's not it at all. But the idea that it should be of no control- concern of your boyfriends or girlfriends, That's just not true. And finally, it's written that, quote, female dating strategists advocate for the woman putting herself first. You as a woman have inherent value and as such, you're the prize. He should work to earn your love, respect, and commitment. A man that you have to chase is not a man worth having. Female dating strategists also do not believe in any kind of male pandering. The advice and tactics prescribed here are for women and for the benefit of women primarily. I don't know about you guys, but I don't think that care Caring how a man feels in a relationship qualifies as male pandering. I've read quite a few posts from this group and nowhere have I seen anything about what these women have to offer to the men who are supposedly meant to be fawning over them. He should work to earn your love, respect and commitment. What are you doing to earn his love, his respect and his commitment? Are you going to support him in his career? Listen to him, make him laugh, take care of him, be a good mother to his children? Or what What are you going to do for him? Why should he want to be with you? I remember having this, the relationship is all-about-me attitude in college, but I was a teenager back then. This level of narcissism should not exist in adults, but based on other posts and comments that I've read, there are plenty of women in this group who are, like, 30 or older. And I don't mean to sound harsh, but maybe these women wouldn't still be single if they asked themselves for once what they were bringing to the table, aside from just being a woman. I guess. Alright, so we've gone through some terrible dating advice geared toward women, but now let's look at some awful advice aimed at men, because apparently people who give out really bad dating advice, probably because they grew up in an environment where their parents' relationship was either extremely dysfunctional or non-existent, come in both genders. Yay for that! I originally saw this list of commandments for dating being shared on Twitter, and it really took me aback how... Anybody could think this stuff was worth writing let alone sharing again I wish this was parody but I I really don't think it is and the first commandment that caught my eye says to quote make her jealous flirt with other women in front of her do not dissuade other women from flirting with you women will never admit this but jealousy excites them the partner who harnesses the gale storm of jealousy controls the direction of the relationship have you ever noticed that the people who tend to complain that there's no good women or men out there are usually the The people who just so happen to have terrible tastes in women and men? Or who just so happen to be the type of people who do things that only a terrible, messed up person would ever find attractive and or tolerable? There is a certain type of girl out there, I won't lie, who will be attracted to a man so rude, so inconsiderate, and so emotionally manipulative that he will purposefully flirt with other women in front of her. But... And that's a big butt there. This is not the type of girl you want in your life. Fellas, if you're putting out literal garbage, don't be surprised if all you get are rats coming around. Trying to make someone jealous is not a nice thing to do. Can you imagine if your girlfriend did that to you? How would that make you feel? Trying to make your partner jealous is basically trying to hurt them on purpose. And that's what psychopaths do. It's just Not a way to have a healthy relationship. And the next questionable piece of advice is to, quote, adhere to the golden ratio. Give your woman two-thirds of everything she gives you. For every three calls or texts, give her two back. Three declarations of love, earn two in return. Three gifts, two nights out. The idea behind the golden ratio is twofold. It establishes your greater value by making her chase you, and it demonstrates that you have the self-restraint to avoid getting swept up in her personal dramas. It would make me so happy to put whoever wrote these commandments and whoever wrote the female dating strategy manifesto in the same room and just wait, see what happens. Maybe, against all odds, they would actually find love with each other and just be horrible together. If you're consciously withholding love, praise, and affection from your partner in order to enforce some sort of weird power dynamic, you're crazy. You are a crazy person who sounds so exhausting to be around No normal person will ever want to date you. Mind games like this, like the jealousy thing, they are not going to help you find love. They're not going to help you be happy. In a healthy relationship, both partners are trying to do as much as they can for the other person because they love them and they want them to be happy. If you're this worried about your partner not valuing you enough, that you'd rather not reciprocate affection and communication so that she has to address you more than you address her, it's, dude, you have insecurity issues. I recommend you fix those before trying to pursue any relationships because, uh, frankly, they just won't work out well. The commandments also state to, quote, always keep two in the kitty. A man with options is a man without need. Love is ephemeral, and with time, she may rediscover her power and threaten to leave you. Withdrawing all her love and all her body in an instant will rend your soul if you are faced with contemplating the empty abyss alone. Knowing there is another you can turn to for affection will fortify your will and... Ugh satisfy your manhood. What a gross term. Yeah, like I said, this guy clearly has insecurity issues. This whole don't be afraid to lose them, they're replaceable attitude was also, incidentally, all over the female dating strategist group. This all just sounds like advice from people who've never been in serious relationships themselves, or at the very least, not healthy loving ones. Caring about someone means being hurt if they were ever to leave. There's just There's no way around it. But trust me, when you love someone, you're not going to want to keep a backup. You won't give a damn about the backup. You won't want to spend your attention on anyone else. And if you're still trying to keep your options open in a relationship, you're not with the right person or maybe you're an a-hole probably both. And the final piece of bad, bad dating advice is to, quote, ignore her beauty. Never compliment a girl on her looks, especially not a girl you aren't effing. Look, I say don't withhold compliments from anyone. There are too few of them in this world. If you feel like saying something kind to someone, just do it. But especially don't withhold kind words from someone you're interested in. This guy, whoever he is, has a weird obsession with power dynamics. That's a red flag, by the way. A big honking one. Anyway, I don't think I can tolerate any more of these crazies and their bad, bad advice. But as always, I would love to know what you guys think. What's the worst dating advice you've ever gotten? And conversely, what's the best dating advice you've ever gotten? Let me know, but that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.